This is Melissa Medina from the Mortuary Assistant, and you're listening to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I can't carry any more. Ian here from the RGB Gaming Podcast, the home of real gaming banter. And in this episode, I am joined by the master of voice acting, Melissa Medina. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast, the home of real gaming banter. And before we start this exciting episode, I want to thank everyone that listens to the podcast, because without you, there is no podcast. So don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So let's get started by introducing another special guest to the podcast. I truly am blessed with the amount of people that are willing to give up their time to come and chat to an agent like me. This amazing voice actor has worked in some of the biggest video games in the industry, which includes Saints Row, a personal favourite of mine, The Mortuary's Assistant, and the upcoming Ron Gilbert masterpiece, Return to Monkey Island. I am, of course, talking about the majestic and magnificent Melissa Medina, Melissa, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hola, thanks for having me. I love how you start so hype. I love it. Do you like that? We have to. We have to get the energy. We need energy <laughs> to get going. You know these uh, these podcasts have to be in your face, full on. Get the hype. Get the Red Bull. And let's 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 get this uh, party started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, listen. Thanks very much for coming on and giving up your time. So. You know, just for the few people that have been living under a rock and, you know, maybe aren't familiar with you and your wonderful work, tell the <laughs> listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I think the people, the things that people might know uh, most of my work from would be like Aliens Fire Team is the, probably the, the most popular one, Star Wars, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, Monkey Island, which I just I just got it cleared to add to my uh, nice. to my list of things because that's been under lock and key for a while. Um, Saints Row uh, just came out the other day. And then, of course, Mortuary Assistant, which, I mean, as you've seen, probably has, has really been blowing up. And I'm, I'm just so, so happy for, for Brian um, and all of the work he put in. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how he does it, to be honest. Yeah. And, and here's a spoiler alert. Brian's actually going to come on the podcast. <gasps> really? So... That, that'll be interesting. So, I don't know, maybe we could do like a, a, a surprise reveal and have you come in and say, Brian, I am back. Yeah, I'll come in and say <laughs> terrible things. <laughs> so, Brian has kindly agreed to come on. He is uh, a bit like yourself. He's on, he's on vacation at the moment, but has promised to get back to me with a date. Mm. So, I'm looking forward to that. But, Melissa, we have you here, and that is what is most important. And when we come back, Melissa, we are going to be talking video games with yes. Melissa. Medina. Uh. 
Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am joined by Melissa Medina, the amazing Melissa Medina. I am telling you, I have never seen a body of work that's so impressive. And um, the, the scary thing is, I, I have your voice on a lot of games. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> and now we're face-to-face virtually, Melissa, and we are, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to talk games. We're going to talk about your career. We're going to talk about, you know, maybe some uh, nuggets of advice that you could give the people who are maybe looking to follow in your footsteps. Sure. And um, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. So, listen, Melissa, you have played your part in a plethora of amazing video games. <laughs> so I have to ask, what got you into video games and what got you in so deep? that made you want to become a voice actor in this multifaceted industry. Guys, before we move on, I just want to tell you a little bit about Audio Hero. Audio Hero is an amazing platform with over 300,000 royalty-free tracks and sound effects at your disposal. You can use these on YouTube, you can use these on your podcast, you can use these on TikTok, use them on Instagram, you can use them wherever you want. They are royalty free and they are absolutely amazing. I use Audio Hero myself, that amazing intro that you hear at the start of the show, that comes from Audio Hero. And you can be using Audio Hero as well, because guess what? Annual plan discount. If you want to sign up for an annual plan, you can get 50% off right now. Just head to the checkout and type in RGB50. If you're thinking, "Mm, I might just want to pay up for this monthly, guess what? I have a discount for you on a monthly package. 30% off. Go to the till and type in RGB30 and you will get 30% off your monthly plan. Audio Hero is absolutely amazing, used by the BBC, used in Hollywood films such as The Fast and Furious and The Batman. So listen, these guys are absolutely amazing and you should be using these innovative and unique royalty-free tracks instead of that free stuff that you get on YouTube. So listen, head to Audio Hero and get yourself a discount today, RGB50 for 50% off your annual plan. And RGB30 for 30% off your monthly plan. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I feel like I have a weird, I have a really weird trajectory for that. Awesome. Uh, I've, I've been doing this for now about three years or mm-hmm. so, um, which is cool because I was able to kind of hit the ground running when I started. But um, I think the only reason for that is because I studied music in school. So I was a singer. I uh, did uh, classical singing opera for a while, um, some Broadway stuff. Um, so you might catch me occasionally like posting some videos of me singing just random stuff. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how I started. And then I went, oh, man, you know what? I need money. Um, so, <laughs> so I went out and got a quote unquote real job or whatever. And, you know, had to, to pay bills for a while. And then once I got to a comfortable spot, I, I went, you know, I really do want to go back to using my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it became really, really important for me uh, after working in the corporate world for a really long time. I worked <laughs> yeah. in tech for a really long time. I was the only woman in that whole space. So you really have to like speak up and, and, you know, sort of kick down the door and be like, this is my house. Um, 
So, uh, so I got tired of doing that, and now I just do that in video games. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, and I I started out doing a whole bunch of indie games, and and I think I, I told Brian from Mortuary Assistant and a bunch of other people like that's not something that I ever intend to to stop doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the AAA games are fantastic, but the stuff that that indie games can do, the risks that they can take, yes, like you know, again, like Mortuary Assistant and, and that haunt um, engine that he built and everything is just so cool so groundbreaking and I, like i want to be a part of that yeah um i also had to pay bills but i want to be a part <laughs> of that so so you know i do i do video games i do like um uh commercials and movie trailers and um like live action uh movie stuff and shows and mm-hmm. anime now and um yeah whatever whatever's gonna help me pay my bills yeah but um that's what's great about it is that I can do some of the things that will finance me and then I can do the stuff that I really like care about and believe in, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, before, before we talk a little bit about, you know, your, your gaming, your, your gaming kind of history and, and why you love video games, for example, when, mm-hmm. when did you kind of, when did you work out or did someone say, Melissa, listen, you have a really nice voice. You should be doing voice acting. <laughs> or is this something that you kind of just stumbled? <laughs> Unlike my voice, you know, you, you do have a nice voice. So so who, who told you that or, or did you just go, I'm going to audition for this this piece and then see how it goes? You know, it's funny. I have never been told in my life, you have a really nice voice. You should be a voice actor. <laughs> I, to the point where I've been out with friends and, and some of my friends are very, you know, out there and, and bombastic yes. and big. And I have been sat at a table with two friends that like, you know, work in retail or something. And the waitress stopped one of my friends and went, are you a voice actor? Because you have a really nice voice. And I just busted out laughing. They're like, nope, actually, she's the voice actor over there. (laughs) Um, So it's not something I've ever been told. Um, Right, Melissa, listen, I'm going to stop you right there, okay? mm -hmm. Because this gives me an opportunity to be the first person. Right, you ready (laughs) for this? Are are you ready for this? (laughs) I'm ready. (sighs) Melissa, you have got an amazing voice. For voiceovers. Thank you. Thank you for validating. <laughs> so I'm the first, I'm the first one to ever say it to you. There you go. Yes. I'll, I'll take that all day long. History in the making, right? Um, Sorry, as you, as you were saying, I digress. No, 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 you're fine. Um, yeah, so I, I, the only reason I got into voice acting to begin with was uh, I took a break from mm-hmm. IT work for like the first time in 10 years. And, uh, and I went, I'm going to re- listen to some audiobooks. And I did. I listened. I'm a big Stephen King fan. Yes. So I started going through Stephen King catalog of audiobooks. And there were a few narrators that I went, is that a job? Because that sounds awesome. I will. I want to get paid to read. That sounds great. <laughs> so, um, so I did, I, I went on, uh, this website called ACX and I just was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to read some stuff. Yeah. And, and then it just sort of took off from there. And, uh, so I was doing audiobooks, and then I found out, Oh, that's a lot of work. Um, for a really long time because you're sitting there reading for like it's like a nine ten hour book and I'm like yeah. oh, this seems like a lot so I hopped on Twitter immediately found a whole bunch of indie devs and they were mm-hmm. like well hey I'm making this game do you want to like make grunt noises and I was like yes um so <laughs> yeah we like we like a grunt so I noise fell into it. Mm-hmm. yeah we do, we do like a like a grunt noise who doesn't like uh, grunting in their game? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it really does depend on the game, but yes, we right. do, we do, we do enjoy a, a grunt. So here's a here's a question then for you. That's kind of just the on the fly, should we say? Mm. You're a big Stephen King fan. 
Yeah. What Stephen King game or what Stephen King book would make an awesome video game? Oh man. Um that's a really good question. You know, I would like something in the Shining universe. Yes. I think there's so much fodder for like different characters, the setting. It's it's iconic, right? It's an iconic yeah. setting. There's so many like uh, opportunities for slow burn mm-hmm. stuff. And then with Dr. Sleep that came out recently. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other universe that you can use. And yeah, I want that. Yeah. Why isn't, is that a thing? Like it could it's be now. We could, we could get our heads together, speak with Brian and we could, uh, <laughs> do uh, do a um, shining. We couldn't. We can't call it the shining because we call call the shining, or we call it the, the scary hotel game. Possibly we could call it. And so yes. we can we can maybe get that. We can maybe get that uh, get that off the ground. Sounds good. But I know what you're saying. The Overlook Hotel and meandering through them corridors and those creepy little twins. You know, jump scaring and just appearing. You know, mm-hmm. Brian, Brian could hey. do something like that. And Jennifer, he definitely could. Yeah, yeah. The only person I love probably more than Stephen King is John Carpenter. Yes. But, uh, and I noticed you've got some horror stuff behind you there. Yes, I am a, uh, a huge John Carpenter fan. I am yes. massive John. I've actually got a big Michael Myers over there. And if you touch his belly, he plays the creepy song. And uh, <laughs> yes, and uh, and up there I have a John, the thing, John Carpenter PS2 yes. game as well. So I would, uh, and I've, I've most of most of his films, of course, but um, yeah, yeah. What, what about John Carpenter game then? Which one? Oh what God. would you like to see? Would you like to see Michael Myers come to a proper game? You know what? Maybe. I mean, he's in like, Dead by Daylight, I think, right? Yeah, but he like, is, yes, exactly. Uh, no, I, I think I would want to see the thing come uh, to light because there's a board game, right? Yes. But uh, I want to see that properly done. And then the more the more I watch it, uh, the more the fog like kind of speaks to me. I don't amazing know why. Amazing film, amazing film. And one of my favorite John, if not my, well, I love Halloween, obviously, but mm-hmm. my favorite John Carpenter film, I've got two, two other ones that are really good, is Prince of Darkness. Have you seen that? Yes. With Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. And In the Mouth of Madness. Yes! Uh. Amazing films. Absolutely amazing. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a podcast there, Melissa. We could talk about John Carpenter. I know. I could talk about John Carpenter all you know, day long. He is absolutely, absolutely amazing. So that's how you got into the industry then. So tell me this. What about actual video games? When did you start picking up the control pad or the PC? Or when when did you start playing games? <laughs> and what made you fall in love with the games? I feel like I'm, I'm going to have to date myself here a little bit. Um, but I, I started playing games, you know, with like, uh, I have two older brothers. Yes. So I always got their, their hand-me-down yes. like video game systems whenever they upgraded. So I was always like a few years behind, you know. But um, I started really seriously playing like PS1, PS2 yes. days. Um, I played a lot of immediately horror games. So like Nightmare yeah. Creatures was my jam when I was younger. Um, and then I really gravitated towards like, uh, Tomb Raider was my big thing because it was the first time I ever saw like a, a woman in a video game and sure problematic, but like, (laughs) I was just happy to see a woman in general kicking ass in a video game. And I wanted more of that. Um, and so now I think we, we have a lot more, um, obviously available as far as women leads and things yeah. and stuff. And, um, but that's what really kicked off my love of things that and, and like all, all the racing games. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, you know what? You're not, you're not the first to say that my, my game collecting and my kind of retro games are 
99.9% horror games, Nightmare Creatures. Yes. What, what a game. And my my sort of favorite heroine in uh, in video games was Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Yes. She mm-hmm. was, I actually thought she was a bit more kick-ass than Lara Croft. But Lara Croft... Was, I think so too. She's, uh, she's got her own thing going. I think the developer went a bit heavy-handed with the pixels around the chest area. <laughs> but... You know, whenever whenever they got that sorted out for the next game, they were uh, they were onto something there. So, so that's that's dead interesting. So, like PS One, PS Two, you're playing horror games. Did you play games like uh-huh. Silent Hill? And yes, that thing messed me up yeah. for years, as it did for most people, I think. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I loved Silent Hill so so much, and play. I think I've now it's like they've played all of them since then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an amazing franchise too. That is, yeah. uh, that's an that's an awesome game. I would love to see that come back. Really would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that come back. Have you played any? Do you play any of the Resident Evil games, Melissa? Uh, a little bit less. A yeah. little bit less. Sometimes it can be a bit uh, frustrating for me. And I'm, I'm very much a. I don't know if I'm. A, I would say a casual gamer, but like if if a game, can I curse in this? Of course you can. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, good. Because I curse a lot. Um, if a game pisses me off, then I'm not going to continue playing it, with the exception yeah. of Elden Ring. But um, but yeah. So I think with some of the Resident Evil games, I'm like, oh, I gotta put this down. I gotta put this down. Because <laughs> there is there is a lot of cognitive um, requirements for that game because most of it's puzzles and I I, would, I love Resident Evil but I'm the same as you I'm kind of like oh come on just want to shoot zombies in the face so don't want right? to have to go around pushing statues and you no know, touching busts <laughs> to get keys and stuff you know what I mean so it's right. uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of kind of sometimes. Uh, Takes you out of the immersion a little bit, doesn't it? Well, exactly. On a silent hill, you're just you're just constantly on the edge of your seat. I know, I know that uh, that first, like in the first game, you know, you have that the radio and you get the static that comes in, and yes. it, that is so messed up. Like such a messed up dynamic that like it's just dread the whole time. It's so great. That is, <laughs> and it's like you know that uh, that game just fills you full of uh, anxiety and and fear, <laughs> which actually leads us now on to the next question, Melissa. Is I have to mm. talk about the Mortuary's Assistant, yeah. one of the fastest growing horror games on the planet. Planet. The game has been played on YouTube by the biggest names on the platform. An absolute horror masterpiece. So how did you become part of Brian Clark's plans to play <laughs> the amazing Rebecca? And what's your thoughts on the on the actual game? Oh man, it's uh I'm I'm just so I'm very happy for him. Brian is a very, very nice guy and he he let me, uh, you know, cause we, we didn't have a director or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So he just sort of let me go. And, um, uh, so we, we met on Twitter actually. Yep. And, um, I, I follow a bunch of different, uh, developers. I try to like, uh, boost their work and share their stuff. Um, so I found out, I saw some screenshots, I think of the early demo of Mortuary Assistant. And yes. I thought, I thought at first it was just a sort of like a work simulator game. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I didn't think of, of even, that it would need voice acting or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, uh, he, he put a, a tweet out that said like, Hey, I might need voice actors. And I was like, Oh, well it's a horror game. So count me in. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, Oh, I've actually heard your, your work in other areas and stuff. So I'm familiar with you. Uh, you know, let's, I, I want you to play Rebecca. And he kind of did a lore dump for me mm-hmm. and I went immediately, Oh, I gotta be a part of this. Like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the main difference though too is that he specifically said like 
This is not something that's going to rely on jump scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, sure, there'll be some, but like there's this whole other haunt engine that he explained to me. And he had to explain it because my voice acting kind of like seems in with some of those haunts. Yes. And so we have like reactions and stuff. And so I have to, I had to understand how that worked so that I could react appropriately. Um, but as soon as he explained that and explained, he's like one person doing all this stuff. I, I, I just sort of thought I'm going to help out. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And so he would send me some general ideas and some general lines that he wanted done. And I'm pretty good at uh, picking up on context. Like in the video game voice acting space, you get lines, mm-hmm. but you don't know where they go in the game. You yes. have no idea like who you're talking to or any of that stuff. So um, it's interesting that the game came out as coherent as it did. And that's not not anything with Brian. That's just the way it works mm-hmm. because he's doing 10,000 things at once. He doesn't yeah. have the time to sit there and go, well, this is Rebecca and this is her history. And I had to kind of pick up on that. And, um, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I got to kind of jump in. And um, for for me, I'm, I'm really big on on connecting with characters personally. So mm-hmm. Rebecca's whole story is a lot like my story. Um, okay. So we connected on that level. And so, like, if she's crying about losing her dad, guess what? I'm crying about losing my dad because I've lost my dad as well. Oh, and dear. so all of that stuff that came out that has really resonated with people. Like, I don't know if you've seen the closure ending. Yes. Um, binge watch binge watch the entire thing, and yeah. you know but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that as we move along. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he let me just sort of pour in my real feelings into it and gave me space to do that. And not every developer is willing to mm-hmm. sort of surrender some of that control like that. And so it was a uh, it was a really great uh, partnership and team up for sure. Yeah, I love it so much. And then like people keep sending me streamers that are playing the game, like like uh, doing reaction videos and stuff like that. Like I've seen Jacksepticeye, Markiplier, a bunch of other people responding yeah. to it and. Um, I think it's hilarious. And I just sit back and I watch like a few of them and I'm like, <laughs> you don't know what's coming. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, that's the thing, you know, I've mentioned that, uh, you know, this is, this is doing the rounds on, on YouTube and marquee players, maybe got four or five videos out they're, and they're, they're all trying to get all these endings. So they want to see, mm-hmm. they've, they found the, the, the padlock or they found the key or the, can't even talk, the the code to the basement mm-hmm. and they're, they're down there. It's like, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just like what I love about that game is, and I was speaking to another, uh, another streamer about this recently is that you never get the same experience. It's always different, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, that pale faced demon gets me every time. <laughs> even in, I just love it. Yeah. Even in the demo when he's sitting at the top of the shelf, <laughs> Looking at me, you know, there's I'm a f- six foot three big guy, and uh, I'll admit I screamed when I when I encountered him. You know, <laughs> yep. Oh my god, I love it so much. What, one of the things I love about the game too, speaking of the repetition of it, is like uh, when it very first came out, like the first day, I was a little bit concerned because people thought that that was it. Like yep. it was the one ending and that's all you get. And yep. and people were kind of upset. And I was like, no, 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 stick with it. I promise. Um, and then it slowly started unfolding. People were like, oh, there are multiple endings and there are these things. And um, it, it, I think you get out of it what you put into it, yeah. you know? 
And that's what's so cool about that uh, that diversity engine, uh, the procedurally generated stuff is yeah. is that. But honestly, the white demon doesn't give me so much as the uh, the grandmother stuff. I don't know if you've seen uh, that. Yeah, but yes, and I have to say, he <laughs> made the grandmother quite attractive looking. She's not. <laughs> She's not, you know, running around with apple pie and a gingham dress. She's, she's like, oh, is this Rebecca's sister? And what's her grandmother? You know, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that was voiced by my friend Eileen England, and she's just spectacular. She yeah. did the the creep stuff, the demon voices. Um, I'm just so good. There's a lot of yeah. people involved too that 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 helped me get extra creepy, and yeah. I love that. And that's exactly what it is. You've you've hit the nail on the head there. It is absolutely creepy. You know, the the <laughs> use of diegetic and non diegetic sound. You hear things on your in the from the back of your head, and you say, "No, did I hear that?" And you know, mm-hmm. even though the subtle the subtle elements like things falling off the shelf and walking back in the room and all the doors are open you're like did I, did I do that or is that yeah like, and you know you, you can't you get you get that immersed in the in the the, the job simulated part you know when you're embalming and you're kind you kind of forget a little bit about the hauntings around you because you're so engrossed and so get the fluid get the stitches get the <laughs> yep. eye caps you know and the, it's a true car yeah yep. the true car and it's i'm glad you said that because i called it a trooper I don't know what it was actually called because I I am no expert in cadavers, but hey, me neither. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you do you do get educated along the way. So it is a bit mm-hmm. like uh, you know it's about like farming simulator or, or car washing simulator. You've got a good, you know, there might be you might see an influx of people looking to actually do this job, you know, in real life. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that it's been be, interesting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That might be that might be an inspiration for people to, you know, go and I'm not even sad. But anyway, <laughs> the game hundred percent is so creepy. It is so immersive, and you know some of those. Um, and the, to be honest with you, it touches on some serious matters. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. does. Rebecca is not just like this good-looking, attractive female character that's ditzy and you know, is sort of running around, you know, oh, help me. She has, she has some demons. Literally and yeah. figuratively, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and that's one of the things that, that drew me to that was that, you know, their demons aside, she's also dealing with a lot of those personal demons yep. too, and they coincide. And um, uh, I think it's just really genius on, on Brian's part to, to have those working in tandem together, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it touches on a lot of serious, a lot of serious things as well. You know, serious topics, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, Rebecca's asked to do things that are quite disturbing. By her, there's that scene with her grandmother and the knife, and she asked her to do something with her wrists, which we'll not discuss on here. But mm-hmm. it's like real, it's like real life things that that this this character's going through, and you know, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's dark that way. And you know, we can get a little. There's a couple of cutscenes. If you haven't played it, there are some cutscenes to, to your past, you no know, regarding your father and stuff. So it is. It's it's really when you think of it that way. It's really deep. There's a, it's mm-hmm. a really deep connection with the character, with the storyline, and you know the 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 ghosts and ghouls aside. You know it is very. It's it's very very dark on so many different levels. But this for a for an indie game, I just can't believe how how amazing it is. You know, mm-hmm. I've, play, I've played a lot of games on Steam, a lot of indie games on itch.io, but this, I remember playing the demo this last year, and even the demo blew my mind. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think what's great about it is that you can you can choose to focus on any one of those things. You can choose yes. to focus on the work itself. You can choose to focus on the story. You can choose to focus just on the scares and um, you know the letting strips and walking around. Yes. I think that's what Jack said to go to just letting strips <laughs> all over the place. Um, but yeah, I, and I love that about it is that you kind of again you get out of it what you what you want and what you put in and and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that uh, people are enjoying it. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing, and I I hope it gets a console release because that game deserves to go boom worldwide, <laughs> you know. And and you know what, the guy that I was speaking to, uh, uh, I'm not giving away too much because I've got a podcast recorded with him, and it's about the game. Mm-hmm. He reckons that it's the new PT, the new Silent Hill PT. That's how good it is. Ooh, wow! Got, that's, that's he reckons that's how big this game is going to be. So I hope it gets a con. I'd love to see it. On a console, mm-hmm. I think I think I think he deserves it, and you deserve it as well because you make the characters, you make the characters so amazing. Rebecca's such a great character Thanks. to play as, you know. So then, how did you feel when you first played the game and it was finished, and you, you all your lines were in it, and you were now this protagonist on the screen that we could control? How did that? Um, how did that make you feel? It's been, it's different than any other time I've been a playable character. And I think it's because I connected so deeply with the character itself um, and with Rebecca's whole storyline. Mm-hmm. And so hearing hearing her, uh, all the little things that I didn't think would be very big, like the, okay then, or like, let's yep. get started. <laughs> time to embalm. Like all that stuff where I just thought was like passing came out a lot heavier than I thought it would. And, and um I, 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 there were some things that were surprises to me because honestly, I'd been working on it uh, sporadically for over a year, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so, you know, every few months, Brian would say like, hey, I have some more lines for you. And I would, again, have no idea where they would go or how they would be used or even if they would be used. Um, so all of it was a surprise to me going into. And so I would see things like uh, if you try to go, uh, if you try to leave in the car. Yep. Um, I had to record all of those lines like, you know, no, you want to go back. You want to go back. You want to go back. And um, I totally forgot about it. So when I hopped in the car trying to leave, I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot about this. Uh, so it was it was just as surprising to me as everyone else. <laughs> um, but it is it is unbelievable. It's like, you know, every nook and cranny in that game has been covered. There's no escape. You try to get in the car, like you said, you get those ominous voices in your head and stuff. And uh, for me, the most frustrating part was when I played the demo at the beginning. I couldn't work out how to find my inventory. I didn't I didn't even read the instructions. And uh, Rebecca's classic line, I can't carry that now. I can't carry... And that's as I walk around the, the mortuary for an hour with, obviously... In real life, I would have been like this, holding two big canisters. Yeah. And I was like, why can I not lift that? Why can't you just put the canister in your pocket, Rebecca? Come on, you must have a big enough <laughs> pocket for the embalming. So <laughs> once I worked that out, that that that, that then became the... Uh, actually, like, that is a ringtone, actually. Hey, I can carry this. So anyway, <laughs> she, that that was one of the that was one of my uh, my early memories of the Mortuary's assistant. Yes, but yes. Has gone I, from I strength to strength. It is an amazing game, and it wouldn't be the same without you, uh, Melissa, to be fair. Thanks. So then, on a more personal note, and you've, you've kind of slightly alluded to this, have, what games have you got a deep-rooted passion for, and are you playing any video games at the moment? No, oh, man. Um, 
deep-rooted passion for it? That's a that's a really great question. Um, I think for me, uh, I'm a big uh, Bethesda world person. So mm-hmm. Skyrim and Fallout, I play all of those games. And uh, like just just this year, I was able to work with Bethesda uh, for the first time, and Amazing. I just lo- I lost my mind. I lost my mind. Um, I can't say what for, but it was a, a really great experience. So um, I'm looking forward to to that because I I just love all of their games. Um, As for what I'm playing right now, um, I I dabble in in Dead by Daylight. A friend of mine, uh, Brandon, got me into it. And then uh, I've been slowly chipping away at Elden Ring as it pisses me off and I have to (laughs) put it down for a little while. Um, Yeah, so I think those are the the main ones that I really have been digging into lately. Um, but I kind of want to try something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so every now and then I'll put, put down the big games and, and go through a phase of, of indie games yeah. as well. Um, so I think that's what's going to come up next is I'm going to accumulate a list and start going through those. Start going through the, the indie games. And there are, there are loads out there that are absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Uh-huh. So you had mentioned then that you're, you're in the Elden Ring. See, that's something I could never get into. You know, it's, I, I just, I just could never get it. So what is it about that? What is it about those types of games? Well, that's what keeps you going back. Uh, so my, my buddy JM, I think he works at Devolver and he, he said something that I agree with, which is it is Baroque as fuck. And it's just like super, (laughs) it's, it's a beautiful game. It's so gross and disgusting and horrific. Um, and you just go, oh, I'm repulsed. And yet I still love it. (laughs) Um, so it's just like that weird conundrum and like, uh, for me, I'm not a huge fan of, of getting my ass kicked. Yep, I don't know okay. if anybody is, but I'm certainly <laughs> not. Um, but, uh, but being able to play with friends and stuff is what I do most often because mm-hmm. I suck and they don't. So uh, <laughs> they, I call in people to help me <laughs> kick some ass and then I go, okay, okay we're done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I just like the fact that it's just kind of nasty and disgusting, but also beautiful. Yeah. Um, and there's something to be said for that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, well, maybe I might have to give it a, might have to give it a go then and see if it, it'll, it'll change my mind. But you did mention Dead by Daylight, which is a game I can, I can get with you on this one. <laughs> what, what a game! Are you playing that on the PC? Are you playing that on a console? How are you playing that? Uh, I've been playing on the console so I could play with with friends. Awesome. Um, and I'm a I'm a filthy filthy survivor. I don't play killer. <laughs> um, <laughs> very good at staying alive. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of what I do most often. <laughs> You've worked out all the all the hi- good hiding spots in the cornfield, then, and you know where to uh, you know where to go. Um, yeah, what a game! Absolutely brilliant. I was chatting to Ray Lanchoni from Queerty Gamers about this, and he was he was the same thing. He just absolutely loves it. I know I have, I downloaded the the D, the Michael Myers DLC. I have you know, yeah, I love playing as Michael Myers. We've we've talked about John Carpenter, so there's no there's no secret. Then the three people that might be listening to the podcast. <laughs> but um yeah it's, it's just i just mm-hmm. love what they do with that game you know the the dlcs that different the silent hill packs and you know it's how it's only changing it's, yeah that is and it's like it's so good that you you don't have to spend a lot of money to you know like dead by mm-hmm. day like could easily go you know what this is so popular i could just charge an extra 70 dollars or 60 pound <laughs> every year for the new game you know what i mean but they're not doing yeah. that fair play hopefully they won't listen to this because then maybe they might go you know what ian you're right no, these, these DLCs are these That's DLCs right. are cheap. We should be giving 
these people the games for eighty dollars every year. So <laughs> it is, and it's, it's a great way just to chill out and hang out with your friends or your mates on, exactly. online, isn't it? It's great. I used to love doing that mm-hmm. with the Friday the Thirteenth game. Don't know if you ever played that. Yes, that was awesome. Yep. <laughs> that was a great game. It really is. Uh, I love that people just mess with you too, especially yep. like when you're the killer. They just sort of run circles around <laughs> you, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoever Jason is they always wait for you to get the car battery and the key and that, that could take an hour and then they just stand in front of the car and kill you so there's that there's that dark side of the game but Evil Dead have a game out at the moment that's very similar I'm not too sure if you've played that no I haven't is it good? I haven't played it yet but I've heard good things from people that have mm. played it and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre are bringing out a game that's very similar to that as well so oh, will, yeah. So there'll be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that'll be like Friday the 13th, which will be dead interesting. I can't wait to, wait to check that one out. Yes. I think you have some friends in that too. I need to check that out. Yeah. yeah. You might have, yeah. have voice acted and just forgot. You never know. <laughs> no, I think I would remember that one. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> so then, Melissa, Saints Row then has just been released, <laughs> and you are one of the wonderful characters from the mm-hmm. wacky Saints Row universe. <laughs> and uh, you have to tell us what it was like working on such an iconic franchise and let us into the mindset of your character. Oh, my gosh. So um, it, it was it was fun because... Uh, they came to me about it. And in the voiceover world, because of like non-disclosures and stuff, you don't actually yeah. always know what you're working on uh, until it comes out. <laughs> um, and that was one of those. It was a, it was a code name, Project Something. And, uh, and uh, they went, you know, we, we would really like, you know, Melissa Medina because, you know, that like I speak Spanish. So mm-hmm. I, you know, we're doing some Spanish stuff. Uh, I play a cop uh, and I play a whole bunch of NPCs yeah. in the game. And uh, they came in and they were just like, so we've got some really weird stuff. And I'm like, how weird exactly? <laughs> um, and then I looked at the script and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and as I read the script, I slowly piecemealed what it was. And I went, this is Saints Row. I know this is Saints Row. Um, and then I got to start like screaming obscenities and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely Saints Row. So uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And they just let me have fun with it because, you know, it's the script is already incredibly funny. Yeah. And then um, they kind of said, hey, you can ad lib. And I was like, yes. So I did. Um, so there's some, some like commercials that I just made some stuff up. And, uh, so I spend most of the time, like, as like little different gang members and stuff, but occasionally they just let me play this one character. Her name was like Tiffany or something. And she's like kind of Kardashian like, and I just love it so much. Um, (laughs) so they kind of let you do whatever to make it funny. And, uh, it it was a blast to, to work on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like since Ru has come on, you know, I, I remember when that first came out for the Xbox 360 or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and it, it is what it is now, and it's, it's just, it's, it is, it's, it's weird and wonderful and wacky and and crazy, it's gone like this really different direction from where I think they first originally set out, it was almost yeah. like this was like a, this was like a challenge kind of the Grand Theft Auto when this was kind of, you know, that type of game, but then as the, as the games went on, it's just become like you said, it's become mad, you know, but that's what makes it so great. Yeah. 
And I think they can get away with more because it's so crazy. Yep. I mean, when I when I read the script, I was like, oh, I don't know about this um, <laughs> as far as propriety goes. Um, but then you realize that, like, you know, the president's got a tiger and like, you know, whatever. <laughs> so you go, oh, this is not even remotely serious yeah. and I'm here for it. So, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> And, it's and, fun and, and wacky. Be honest, that's what hooked you, the the, the president, the prime minister. Oh my god, the president, <laughs> the prime minister, the president having a having a tiger. Our prime minister probably have like a poodle or something. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the pre- the president, not the prime minister, the president having a tiger. That's that's really what what got you on board, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a presidential tiger. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I didn't know until after I did, I finished all of the voice work and my, my I kind of just tapped my agent. And I was like, hey, do you know what this project code name is? And then they were able to kind of tell me eventually. And I went, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I love when I get to, to, to break type. I often play like a lot of demons and, and <laughs> different things like yeah. that. So it's fun when I get to be wacky or when I get to do cool stuff like Mortuary Assistant where I get to really like dig deep. Yeah, and do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because Rebecca, like you said, you know, there's a there's a connection there between yourself and you are essentially you are Rebecca. You know, ones uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's you know obviously you've you can emotionally you have an emotional attachment to that character, like you said. But mm-hmm. listen, who is what has been the best character that you've <laughs> ever done? Which which one is the one <laughs> that when you have a whiskey and you've got a group of people and you can reminisce about your your previous work which is the character that gets brought up the most often because you're that that is your favorite one oh i think there's a difference between my favorite and the one that comes up most often right okay uh the one the one that comes up most often is definitely um hit it up from aliens fire team yep um, where, cause she's just constantly in your ear talking shit the whole time. <laughs> and that is definitely me. Like I'm, I'm absolutely a shit talker like that. Um, but, uh, I, I think one of the most fun sessions that I had was probably for, for monkey Island. And, yeah. um, it's not out yet, but it's a character that I get to be just vastly different from anything that I've ever done. And I get to be just utterly disgusting. <laughs> and it was fantastic. I mean, it's, like I said, like for Smite, I play a succubus and I play so many vampires and demons and sexy ladies. And yes. I finally got to just be disgusting. And I was like, this is great. I want more of this. <laughs> so, That's yeah, awesome. I had a lot of fun with uh, Monkey Island. A <laughs> yeah, and when I have a I have a Monkey Island related question. Actually, one of my first podcasts on this channel th- this year was about Monkey Island, and I really I was speaking to a guy called Pete Armour. He's got a YouTube channel called Pete on a Retro Tip, and oh. um, he done this whole documentary where he got to talk to Ron Gilbert, and you know it was it was absolutely amazing. and he has a deep rooted love for it. He has all the games from back in the day and the PC and all that. And uh, I, I for one actually really love I love those games as well. They're so mm-hmm. I don't know, there's there's just not enough pirate based games. <laughs> you, you know yes. what I mean? And ones with a sense of humor. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I I just love that. And as soon as that trailer well it was like a sneak pre you didn't see any of the game, but as soon as that animation trailer dropped, I was like <gasps> This is Monkey Island. This is Ron yes. Gilbert. Wait. <laughs> I know, and you're running it as well. So that's even that's even better. So it is. Mm-hmm. So you had a really good time then working on the working on the the Monkey Island uh, on the Monkey Island game. 
Yes, I get to be on the ship with everybody, um, giving out quests, being mean to everyone, which is just my bread and butter. Um, so <laughs> I get to be disgusting, mean zombie lady. What's not to like? Awesome, awesome. <laughs> and listen, I'll, I'll just skip ahead to the Monkey Island question because we're, mm. we're mm-hmm. on that topic now. It's an institution of gaming with iconic characters, wonderful storylines, and of course I love the music from Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's loved by a massive, massive fan base. So how did you become part of this project? Like, this is this is one... Listen, Mortuary's assistant, because it's horror, it's, it's, I love it, but Monkey Island, just, mm-hmm. it just gives me palpitations. It really Aww. does. So, so how, did you, how did you become part of this project? Um, really, I, I just blind auditioned for it. Again, mm-hmm. having no idea what it was. It was very luck and key. Um, and uh, so I saw, I, I only had one audition for anything because I think they brought back most of the original yep. uh, folks, uh, except for the new characters like mine. And um, so I I saw it and I saw an opportunity to be gross. And I thought, I'm going to I'm going to go full <laughs> bore into gross. And I did. And they called me. I think that they did it quickly, like the next day. And they were like, we love it. <laughs> um, and I was like, great. Um, but I, I just uh, I went like full. um what is it like monsters inc you know uh what is it the 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 secretary lady that like kind of talks like this yeah ross ross yes i went full bore into like a little little tiny version of her and i was like i'm just gonna go for it (laughs) um and uh yeah so i get to (laughs) get to boss people around and be mean and it's great um but she's also a really sweet character on uh, deep deep on the inside (laughs) Somewhere in there, that's what you, somewhere down there, she's. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing in, in acting is like having duality. Like even with Rebecca too. Like yeah, she's very professional, but then she's got secrets, you know. Yeah. Um. So most of my characters end up kind of having that sort of weird duality about them, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 without question, it's going to be massive when that comes out. And um, you know, that's I'm sure you will be asked to speak <laughs> highly of Monkey Island whenever that comes out, and you'll probably be inundated <laughs> with uh, with requests. And, and I'm uh, excited. That's that's good. Did you did you get any cool Monkey Island stuff? Did you get any? No, anything? no. Um, but I I've heard that they're they're um working on on. A little bit more PR and, and marketing yeah. stuff for it, and I hope I hope so because I think that's coming out through. I think it's coming out through Devolver actually. Yeah, Devolver's releasing it. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. So Devolver is so great with with um, like spreading the word and like loving the games that they have. Yeah. So I have no doubt there's going to be some really cool stuff coming. And what about the Mortuary Assistant? Did you get a true car or scalpel or anything? Signed I keep Brian? asking Brian, but he said I shouldn't have pointy things, so which is fair. <laughs> it might just give you some PVC tubing or something, maybe. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> I want a true card. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you might have you might have someone that might let you practice using that. But yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I did see I did see someone, I think it was on YouTube, I can't remember who it was, but they actually sculpted the the white demon from Mortuary Assistant it was so well. It was just yeah. a clay sculptor and it's amazing. And so I really love love that people are already like working on yeah. on art related to it i think i had somebody else who wanted to write a song about mortuary assistant oh, okay. and and um yeah i mean it's great that people are also like pitching in their thing that they do yeah. you know 
And yeah. you know what, Melissa? It's as if you can read my mind or you can see the questions that are about to come up. <laughs> I but swear I, not cheating. But I have to say that you not only have a talent for voice acting and acting in general, but you're an absolutely amazing singer. Aww, so where thanks. did this love and talent for singing come from? Oh, that's a good question. I, you know what? I've always, I've always sang. Um, I actually still have trouble identifying as an actor because yeah. to me, I'm still a singer at heart. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you couldn't shut me up when I was a kid. I was constantly singing to the radio and stuff. And I, so I had, I mentioned I had older brothers and so I'd be singing in the car and my brother would turn around and go, Hey, who sings this song? I'd be like, I, I don't know this person, like Whitney Houston or something. They're like, yeah, let him sing it. um so i was constantly singing all the time but then like getting into opera and and i think i did choir for a while and stuff so i just i've always sung and um now i think i gave up opera because it was so stuffy and it was just you know Mm -hmm. it's very elitist in in places and uh, i didn't like that part i wanted to have fun with it so i left and started doing fun stuff and now i get to do that just just fun like I collaborate with composers on Twitter yeah um where they'll just message me and be like hey I have this song do you want to sing it yeah I do um (laughs) so yeah that's the that's the fun part I guess about about some of this job too is is being able to like share your your talents with other people and so on your Twitter you you do have uh you do have a plethora of videos where you're where you're singing your your heart out and you're singing in different (laughs) languages too if I'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. Um, mostly uh, Spanish. I did one in Russian and I probably butchered the Russian. Uh, I tried. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, I like to experiment sometimes. Yeah, I make people listen to other languages and they go, I don't care. But that's fine. <laughs> that's, that, that's pr- so listen, are you up for singing a song now? Oh my God! What do you want me to sing? I don't know anything. <laughs> this, I want this to be a RGB gaming podcast exclusive. I've already told you. I've already become the first person that said you've got a great voice for acting. No one else ever told you. True. It's true. <laughs> do, do you think you could sing us a song, a, a, a verse, or sure. a chorus? Nothing. I can't believe you're doing this. this is unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I I think one of the. <laughs> You said I could curse, right? Oh, I curse, um, curse away. This is uh... all right. Cool. So I did one called "You Ruined Everything," um, <laughs> and I love it so much. So I'll sing it. I'll sing a little verse from it. Goes, awesome. Uh, uh, you ruined everything, you stupid bitch. You ruined everything, you stupid, stupid bitch. You're just a lying little bitch who ruins things and wants the world to burn. Bitch, you're a stupid bitch and lose some weight. Listen. <laughs> 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 Don't be, not, not you, Melissa, but if you're, anyone's listening to this, that is not a song to sing to your sister. No, <laughs> or your girlfriend, or your wife, anybody. Or your no. mama. So don't be, uh, you, you might get a, you might get a, a, a little slap in the A face. little slap around the ear for that one. So, <laughs> well, could, do you think I could get away with using that as the RGB gaming podcast theme song? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could, you know, we could put some trap music to that, and we could really, you know, we could do amazing things with that. Well, that's amazing. Thanks so much for singing. That's it. That's it. That's podcast over. That's it. We can't. How can we get any better than that? Yes. So did you did you write that song then? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> it's from a show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I think. And uh, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> and uh, how many times have you hummed that song in your head when you've come across a situation when you want to actually tell the person what you were saying? Oh, my God. So, so often. I sing it to myself, like, all the time. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. That's an RGB gaming exclusive. We have got Melissa singing <laughs> singing a great song. It's very motivational, that song, I have to yes. say. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll that that song will, will get you going at the gym. Put that onto your playlist and uh, Exactly and, and give that a go. Or maybe if you're um no what I say. So I can't believe you just you just sung and what a wonderful rendition of the song you you you've got a voice of an angel I have to say. Uh, thanks. So so let's talk a little bit about your your career and and sort mm-hmm. of how you got on this. So listen. Someone comes up to Melissa and says, "I want to get into voice acting. What should I do? What nuggets of wisdom would you give them?" I think more than anything Um, I would suggest that people just do the thing and hear me out. So when I say that, I mean, like a lot of people think they need to buy expensive microphones and all this equipment and, oh, I can't, I can't audition properly Mm -hmm. until I have X, Y, Z, complete bullshit. I I mean, I, I started uh, sitting on the floor of my closet with a a surface tablet using the built-in microphone. That's how I did like my first couple of audio books. So um, if you think that you have to have XYZ equipment, you don't. You, do, you will eventually to yeah. get like the really big stuff. But to get started, don't let anybody stop you from just trying things. Yeah. And you're going to make mistakes. And I mean, as voice actors, we deal with rejection a dozen times a day and you, you, you build thick skin. And, um, I think that the, the more you try, the more you just put yourself out there, even if you fail, you're not going to die. It's going to be okay. Um, so just do the thing and don't, don't let excuses keep you from just trying stuff. I mean, as things are so accessible now, you have ACX, you have casting call club, Mm -hmm. um, all of Twitter, there's constantly yeah. little indie auditions that you can do that if nothing else, even if you don't get it, you get the, the role, you just, you get practice. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you become a professional voice actor, like I, I do voice acting as my main job. That's my main source yeah. of income. Uh, the job itself is actually auditioning. It's, it's, a, it's a bonus if you get to get in the booth and do cool yeah. stuff. But the bulk of your day is auditioning. And that's the real job. So, you know, as long as you can get used to that and learn to like it, you're going to do great. (laughs) So that's 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 interesting. So it's kind of just get yourself out there. Don't worry about your equipment at the moment, as long as you can record a nice, clean piece of audio. So so what about then dialogue and, you know, pronunciation and, you know, getting into the the feeling of the character? Is that is that Mm -hmm. difficult to do? Is that easier to do without a camera in front of you? Did you find that I easier so. or is, or do you think it's it's still as still pressure no matter what? I think there's still pressure no matter what. Like I'm I'm believe it or not like an intensely introverted person. I'm a very shy person. Um so if I can do it, I I, I have severe social anxiety. So if okay. I can do it, I think most people can. Um you just have to kind of like tunnel it out and and like ignore all of those voices that are like this sounds stupid or whatever, just ignore all that and just do the thing. Yeah. 
And um, but but yeah, I think uh, the other thing that a lot of people think when they think of voice acting is that you have to do funky voices and um, you just don't. I mean, the bulk of my work is just in my natural voice. Yeah. Um, so uh, you don't have to do crazy acrobatics with your voice. It's it's voice acting, yes. emphasis on the acting part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if anything, don't worry about doing voices or impressions. Just uh, take some acting classes, and uh, it'll do you wonders. Yeah. See, see, I don't think I would get away with it, Melissa. Imagine me in the mortuary's assistant, right? What was the name of your What was the name of the boss again? Mr. Del... Mr. Delver. Delver. Yeah. So you, could you imagine me, right? Imagine me ponying up to the, mor- to the, to the funeral home of the mortuary system, and this stuff starts happening. I'd be Delver. Listen, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this job. That's me going. Nope. I'm. I'm. Wi- nope. 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 I'm away. And then it would be things like, yes. "Hello, who's down there? Can you can you hear me? Who's that white fella down the back?" It wouldn't work. It just could you imagine the mortuary system sounding like that? Absolutely. Like, who is this do- weird Irish man? And is this you know is is what is this? What's going on now in this uh, this funeral home? You know them demons will be looking to leave. No, you know what I. I think we need some sort of receptionist that's like, you see this, right? Like, yes, are you, you see this? Let's go. Um, one of my favorite things was like after the demo came out for Mortuary Assistant, you know, people were saying like, well, she doesn't react. And like, well, that's it's hard to do because you don't know when when the scares are happening. Yeah. Right. Because uh, they're randomized. But um, <laughs> we had a moment where I was like, can I just try like a nope, I'm out of here. Let's go. And he's like. Yeah, let's do that. So there there are some lines, I think, that made it into the game where it was just like, nope, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what, Melissa? That was the first time playing a horror game where I've, that's exactly what I would do. Exactly. You know, you would leave. 99.9% of these games, you know, you, you go into the haunted house or your car breaks down and, you know, I'm just going to go wait in the car. I'm not going mm-hmm. to the house. I'll just wait in the car till morning and then I'll phone AAA or AA or whoever it is. And you know what? My, my boat's gone missing. I'll, I'll just swim across the little lake that I travel. Exactly. That I, you know, I'll, just, I'll just go. What's the worst that's going to happen in a shallow lake? Realistic. I'll probably walk back again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be like, nope, I'm way. I'm back in the car. But could you imagine yeah. me, uh, this big Irish fella running around? The, the, the funeral yes, home. Oh. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, my favorite thing was that the uh, the audience made the game better too. Like, I mean, obviously Brian could have just done whatever he wanted to, yeah. but he didn't. Like he listened to what everyone said and was like, yeah, why is she not responding? Why is she not going, nope, bye. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's a good point. And he put it in the game. And I think that makes a really great developer when they listen to the people who are playing the game, you know? So the audience really made the game a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I would go in there with my headphones on and I'd be humming, you know, Beyonce, put a ring on it, <laughs> while I'm working with the bodies. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that was one thing missing. Like, we need we need a radio station in that mortuary area. Although, in the beginning of the game, I don't know if people caught it much, but there's a radio playing in Rebecca's apartment. That's right, yes. And there's a radio station called the One Song Radio Station. And it's a guy just like we we, we play one song and that's <laughs> this is what we do. 
<laughs> so many people missed it, but that that shit is gold. I love it. <laughs> that, that is that is that is that is good. And I another thing I do find interesting in a lot of these horror indie games is that if there's a TV, they always have really obscure names. I think the TV in your game is called a Sorny. S-O-R-N-Y so I thought that was brilliant so I've, I've come across a Sony I think it was your game but uh, I, do, I do love all them wee, all them wee sort of um, easter eggs they're, they're, they're rather yes. they're rather amusing I do enjoy them so mm-hmm. you know we've established that I can't work in the mortuary because I'm just not you know the people are going to turn this game off after they've laughed uh. at me so <laughs> I, I wouldn't make a very good voice actor in, in that occasion so what should should these people then be putting together a portfolio, Melissa? Should they start just recording bits and pieces on their phone, just try and get a little bit of practice in that way? You know, the sort of like the, the warm up before they actually go for the audition. Yeah, I mean, again, you you don't have to be fancy to to do this. I mean, that's what's so great about about I think voice acting really blew up when when COVID hit because yeah. you know you can work from home and stuff. And mm-hmm. so there is a whole industry for things called demos. Yeah. You know, the where it says like, look what I can do with my voice or whatever. But um, you know, I mean, when I started, I just took my favorite auditions that I did, slapped them together, and said, I don't know, this is some stuff I did, yeah. and and that worked just fine. And and otherwise, you know, again, when you become a professional you can pay the $3,000 or whatever it takes to, to make a demo professional demo. But until then you can use your auditions that you've done that you didn't book or yet record on your phone. The main important thing is like, you're not in a space that is really loud or, you know, has a bunch of reverb in it and stuff like that. And most people just go to their closet yeah, and they, they do stuff there and, and it works. Awesome. That's. So, I'll tell, tell you why I'm asking because in, in real life I'm actually a media teacher and I have students oh. that are all into all this kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they don't realize that there there's more to the media industry than just getting in front of a camera, you know. Yeah. I, I think shows like American Idol and Pop that that kind of lures people into a bit of a fuss. If, if I can do this reality show, I'll become famous. But you know, they they don't realize that's not really how it works you know there's probably a million no. people auditioned that day and maybe three people have got through to the actual tv segment part no exactly you know. and it doesn't matter what you look like what your background is yeah i mean there are people who uh, of all ethnicities who get to do this and yeah. people who have all kinds of sounds where there's a lot of people where their voice doesn't match their face and whatever yep. else that would be a problem if you were on on camera yep. it's not a problem for things like like voice acting so um it's still a, it's it's a very accessible thing to try it's it's very hard to make a living at but it is, is so accessible to to try and have fun with for sure yeah i, th- I think that's a, that, that's great advice and um you know that's that's uh that's something that uh, if anybody's interested in this in this area that you know they should be listening to what you're saying they should be getting a little portfolio built up go to your closet give it a go maybe read a few lines of uh of a stephen king book or whatever just to try and there get the, try and just get the feel you know yeah. because uh you know because once you kind of get over that oh god am i I sound like an idiot. Stage, you know, you, you're because even when I started doing this here, I've only been doing this about four months. Wow, and, really? Uh, yeah, and I've, I've I've just been just been going for it, you know. And mm-hmm. um, 
it's uh, it's just one of them things, you know. After the first couple of episodes, when I was like, "Oh God," you know, it sounds too much like "How are you? My name is Ian, and welcome to the RGB Gaming Pod." You know, I was like, "Right, listen, Ian, you need to just let loose here and be yourself." You know, exactly. and, and I think I think that's uh, that that's that's one of the keys. But mm-hmm. Melissa, I have one final question for you before I take you to a very special part of the show. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. What? This is, this is like a, a philosophical question. You know, this, okay. we, we do we do talk some serious stuff on this, you know, sometimes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> what do video games? What does the what does the video gaming industry mean to you? Oh man, I I connect with video games more than any other type of thing because of the time spent. Yeah. You know, with with shows and things, you've got there's a there's a finite amount of time that you spend. But for some of these games, like look at look at Skyrim, the number of hours that people have put into yeah. these games that are ten years old now, and people are still playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, the the relationships that you feel and the characters that you feel connected to, you spend so much time with them that they become kind of a part of your life, yeah. at least for a, a section of your life. Hopefully, not forever. <laughs> um, but but that that bond that you build with the characters, with the universe, with the story, I don't think there's anything quite like it. Yeah. Um, it's it's truly unique. And the fact that it's interactive, there's there's yeah. passive watching of shows and movies. And I love movies, so I get that. But the interactive nature, the fact that you're in the world, you're connecting and, and interacting with all of these characters for so long. God, you just can't beat that. I think that's the ultimate storytelling, you know? Yeah, what an answer! That's that's amazing. What an answer! That's that's unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, no, you're to- you're totally right. You know, the, if you're a gamer, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you, you just know. And um, I, I I totally agree. With, couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. So Melissa, listen, we're going to go to a quick little jingle, and when we come back, you're going to take part in this. This this part is now becoming famous. So it is this next Uh-oh. section. It's called a seat at the table, and I will explain all whenever we come back. So I'm excited. Stick around for Melissa's turn to take a seat at the table. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the RGB Gaming Podcast. I am here with Melissa Medina, and if you're only tuning in and you're scrubbing through, why are you doing that? Go back to the start and listen to what Melissa has got to say, because it is an absolute amazing conversation. So, it is now time for Melissa to take a seat at the table. Melissa, you're going to appreciate this one, so you are. (laughs) In this section, I always ask my amazing guests to invite three people from the video gaming world to a very special dinner party. You can pick video gaming characters, developers, or people you have met in the industry. So you're allowed to bring three people to this very exclusive RGB restaurant. So, (laughs) Melissa, who is taking a seat at the table? Oh my gosh! It, okay, it can't be me because I'm out washing dishes. So, ah, well, okay. Now I gotta now I gotta think about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, let's see. From from the video game world, okay, any any characters as well? Any characters, developers, past or present, or or people that you've met, or anything, whatever. You, it's your it's your dinner party. You're you're in charge. Um, I think one. Okay, okay. I would do one of the characters that that. I love from video games. Let's go with. Um, I think I would. I would pull in Tomb Raider on this one. Okay. Yeah, Lara yep. Croft. I think absolutely. Um, and then just for fun, um, I would throw in. Um, can I can I cheat and say like Michael Myers because he's in a video game? Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> he has. He's on indie games. He's on Dead by Daylight. So yes, you can, you can bring him. Yes. A strong All silent right. type. Exactly. Uh, we've got two very, 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 very quiet folks. Um, and and I, I, so I have this friend, uh, Matthew Curtis, who is a whirlwind of like positivity. And he's also a voice actor. He's also in Mortuary Assistant, by the way. Um, he plays my dad in it. Okay. Yeah, um, and he's just this whirlwind of wacky, crazy energy. And I would just want to see who who he chooses to talk to. Um, and I feel like like he's the type of person that would try to get something out of Michael Myers and like completely ignore Lara Croft <laughs> and she would just be bored out of her freaking mind. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm the kind of person that just likes to combine chaotic energies. And um, I think... <laughs> I'm going to take my dad from Mortuary Assistant and introduce him to Michael Myers and Lara Croft. Um, no, but I choose those two also because uh, Lara Croft was always my my absolute favorite. And yeah. I think as the years have gone on, like there was a phase in the early 2000s, I think, where she was just real sassy for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Um, and I want I want that Lara Croft back. I mean, the, the new Lara Croft is great, too, but I, I want I want sassy pants back. Um. Yeah, sassy pants, Lara Croft at a dinner party would be would be awesome. In fact, I think she even made it on the cover of a magazine, a very popular magazine that was run by Hugh Hefner. I think she was one of the first digitized people to ever go on that. So no way, really. I, I think so. I think it was. I think it was Playboy, but she was on the cover of a magazine, and she she wasn't completely naked, but she was. Uh, she was. She was. Just say she wasn't pixelated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> Sassy Pants, Lara Croft, Michael Myers. <laughs> so Matthew Curtis. And Matthew friend. and Matthew Curtis, your friend. My dad from, <laughs> from Mortuary Assistant. So so as I ask everybody, so what's what's happening after we he's going to a club or he's gonna go back to Michael's house? What are you gonna do? We're gonna get drunk. That's what we're gonna yeah. do. <laughs> Straight back to Haddonfield. That's right. <laughs> like Go through uh, Michael's old uh, old albums and stuff. That'll be that'll be interesting. Look <laughs> at tiny Michael Myers, so, so cute. So just before we we wrap up, and I should have asked, I should have uh, had this uh, made this point earlier, but uh, again, mm. it's about the Mortuary's assistant. Just before we leave, Mister mm-hmm. Delver, is it just me or does he look like Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> I think I saw that on YouTube where somebody put Dolph Lundgren's face. I, I sent it to the voice actor. His name is Adam Bennett. And he was like, he does look like Dolph Lundgren. I'm like, I know. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> and um, I thought it was fantastic. I don't know if that was intentional from Brian or not, but um, I w- Brian's the type of guy who would do that. Yeah. Like, just, like, randomly make him look like Dolph Lundgren. I'm pretty sure also Brian put himself as one of the cadavers, I think. Um. So, yeah, I, he would totally do that. 
Yeah, so I remember. I remember when I first seen him, and no, I seen the actual character in, in the full game, and then. But I remember whenever I played the demo, and I seen his, his card. It was like, you just oh see my his picture. God, who's this lunatic? Is is he? Wait. Is this the guy? This possessed? Is he the? Is he the demon? Totally trustworthy <laughs> face, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not He's, at all uh, questionable. Yeah, I don't think we'll find him on LinkedIn somehow. I, no. think, I don't think he'd, he'd be. He's got too many followers on there. But uh, Oh my gosh. I've seen people now making social media accounts for the Mortuary Assistant characters. Like some people uh, added me. Like I got added by Rebecca Owens and I was like, what? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty sure they did it for Raymond Delver as yeah. well. So that should be interesting. That will be, that will be interesting. And I, I do hope... That uh, that there will be a sequel at some stage because um, I'm telling you, I've never I've never experienced a game like it. It is absolutely amazing. So, Melissa, before we uh, before we end, then what's coming up? Have you anything on the horizon that you can talk about? Uh, where can we find you on socials? What can we expect to see from you? Oh gosh, uh, definitely more video games coming out sometime soon. I can't say which, but yeah. I talk a lot about it on my uh, my socials. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter is the one I use the most. It's just Melissa Medina Vo. Same with Instagram. Uh, I think I have a TikTok, but I don't use it because um, I just I don't like being. I'm a voice actor for a reason. I don't want to be on a camera. Um, yeah, I'm, so. I'm not a I'm not a TikToker either. I just I just don't <laughs> see the point on it. Miming songs and dancing around yeah nah. like, like a lunatic in the middle of the road you know you're in the freeway the highway the motorway and you're you're doing the oh the macarena i just don't get it i don't understand and could you imagine what that would look like in real life because there's no sound they're just going exactly you're, you're, i've seen a few of that and i was just like are you you're fine right you're just tiktoking okay cool all right <laughs> just, I'll just I'll just ring emergency services here just in case yeah, you're taking exactly. some kind of seizure. But uh, so, what about YouTube then, Melissa? Can we not get you onto the YouTube platform with a channel and all that kind of good stuff? Uh, you know, I've I've thought about doing some streaming, but honestly, I feel like there's some already some stellar streamers out there. I don't think we need me talking shit on on YouTube. <laughs> but um, but what I do plan on doing is I I do plan on just hopping into other people's streams quite often. Um, I'll sometimes do that when they play games that I'm in. Yes. Um, and do like a brief little commentary as they're playing. Uh, sometimes I'll do that, and that's pretty fun. That's so. awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Melissa, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the Damn. show. And um, I tell you what, this has been a, a memorable, uh, memorable interview. So listen, folks, that's the end of the show. I want to thank Melissa for being absolutely amazing. Check her out on Twitter. Go get the Mortuary's Assistant, and I will see you in the next episode.